Welcome to Dance to Heal. I'm your host, Jenny C. Cohen. Join me as I share stories of how dance and movement can bring healing in a way that is safe and tailored to your life. I'm a cancer survivor, mother of two, and an award-winning performer who found that movement was vital to my recovery. I created Dance to Heal Wellness and also authored the best-selling book, Outside in Recovery, Dancing My Way Back to Myself After Breast Cancer. I will bring new techniques to help you on your dance journey and healing path. Are you ready to move? Dance to Heal starts now. Hi there. So this is Jenny C. Cohen, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to Dance to Heal Transformation Through Movement with Jenny C. Cohen. This is my last show on this Friday, but I will be producing more. Please continue to tune in. I really would love for you to advocate your healing. Go to my website, JennyCCohen.com, and subscribe to my email list so that I can keep you in touch with my programs as they launch. And also for when this podcast will continue and when those future episodes will continue to be produced. All right. So I got to tell you, I'm super proud of my program that's launching March 1st. And I want to take this time to tell you a little bit about it. It's three weeks from March concurrently while the app Dance to Heal is launching. And the app will give you many choices of healing through breath work or stretching, yoga, cardio dance, and in the many formats that I'm certified in. And also energy healing such as Reiki. And I really want to make sure that you, if you're even a little bit interested, check it out. It's launching March 1st. Get on my website. Subscribe to my email list so that you know and you can get all the, 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 the tippets. Make sure you can also email me there at Jenny at JennyCCohen.com. Tell me you heard about this offer. And I will make sure to give you a special Uh, pricing for that okay do it don't forget all right now the program that's launching march 1st it will be bi-weekly 75 minute coaching calls via zoom they're also recorded so you have access to it during the three weeks of the course including additional week and you'll also get a 30 minute one-on-one coaching call for me And there you will also have an opportunity to be on this very podcast at the completion of the three weeks to give testimony on on how much it helped you and how much you want to continue or apply it and or apply it to your life. And also it will give you a VIP level of of uh, what is it the the app will have a VIP level to it and you'll have that access during for three whole months. Once you sign up for that, for that launch has a founder's level. So make sure you go to that and sign that up. All right. So why, why is it important though for you to heal? During these times, and I think with any other time when we have trauma that comes into our lives, it tends to accentuate the other hurts that we suffered in our past. I wanted to share during this last episode with you this during this time on Fridays, my personal story. I skirted around a lot of what really started my life. I started off sharing with you that Dance to Heal was originally a program for breast cancer survivors. 
it also now has become a program for trauma survivors and their caretakers. In last week's show with Deanna, I hinted about the fact that we're all suffering from trauma. Because <laughs> life in this plane actually is full of opportunities to feel powerless, to feel as if we need to set up some type of lattice work to get through those emotions of powerlessness. Mine started when I was one month old. Yeah. My parents, when they were married over 50-something, 53 years ago, 55 years because they were married two years before they had me. <laughs> when they were first married, it was a time in Taiwan where my father, as the elder son of his family, was expected to still send money home to his family. So even though he had a baby, me and my mother, his wife, he still had to t send all of his money back home to his family and his parents. So my mother, after having had me for a month, she had to go back to work. There was no other way to pay bills or feed her baby. So she left me with a caretaker at a month old. She didn't know until seven months later when she happened to come home early one day that this caretaker had been neglecting me from day one. I wasn't being fed. I wasn't being changed. I was sick all the time. They thought, oh, maybe I just had a weak constitution. And it was really because of the stress I was undergoing with a neglectful, a neglectful caretaker. She was trying on my mother's clothes, which she later on stole all of them. And then I saw the world in a very particular lens where I was always looking for safety and communities by being of service and, and trying to tell people I'm useful if I just help you, never realizing that I also was inadvertently setting up situations where I would be taken for granted, I would be used, and I would always be felt hurt in the setup of I was more loyal than other people were loyal towards me. I hope this resonates with some of the viewers and listeners out there. It was only after this past weekend where I really confronted this lens with which I was seeing myself through. In the interim between one month and last weekend, I was always searching for healing through some movement of some kind. I remember begging my mother once we immigrated to the States, begging her for months, begging her to send me to ballet school. And she did finally. The caviar to that was when you're an itty-bitty fourth grader, everyone gets these little performance opportunities. My parents are immigrants, and for them, it was survival, not thriving per, per se. Survival was important. Their focus on me at those times were get good grades, get a good job, bring honor to us and yourself, have stability. They came from very, very poor rural communities. So for them, safety was to make sure that you could have a good career and have income coming in. And that was essential for them, not necessarily for their fourth grade daughter to go and support her in-studio ballet classes, a uh, little performance. And um, I ended up not going back because I felt so alone, even though they never said that they would go. But, you know, as a kid, you expect your parents. Everyone else's parents were there and mine weren't. Um, and then fast forward to high school and I, I fell in love with modern dance and I was still doing ballet. And I still remember Mrs. Levine from Brookline, Brookline High School. Um, I spoke about her too in previous classes and how she saw me for me. And I healed some parts of me, not as far back as that one month old, right? But 
Some parts of my youth and my my teenage years were soothed by movement classes with Mrs. Levine and modern classes and being seen. She was so beautiful a soul, and she made sure all the dancers were loved. At least that was my perspective. Fast forward to college, and I was taking classes. I went to dance class with Deborah Messing. Yeah, she was from my class at Brandeis University. And I remember actually her joy of movement. She was so present in those classes. And I remember being really quite envious of that. For me, at that time in dance classes, it was my time to lose myself and not be present. <laughs> After I got married, when we were living in, in uh, New York City, and I was working as an occupational therapist at Hospital for Special Surgery and New York University Hospital, I started taking dance classes at Broadway Dance Center in New York City with these beautiful, talented dancers in New York. Literally, my classes that I was trying to keep up were with dancers who danced professionally. And this this hip-hop class was their, was their ooh, I'm just going to kick back and relax class. I was struggling, y'all. It was fun. And I love those classes because they helped me believe that I could do it. Even though I was, you were to measure out the levels. I was like the lowest, like I wasn't even like in the picture. <laughs> the dancers were like up here and I was like down there. But I loved it. I loved it because I felt alive in those classes. It doesn't matter that I, I couldn't even aspire to be them on their worst days. It was still amazing. And I felt alive during those classes. Then after my kids were born, I found, be- I found belly dance. And belly dance helped me remember before I had kids. And I ever, even before I, I was married and got lost in those roles. Essential roles. Essential. Don't regret a minute of it. But that me before that needed to find myself and heal myself. Belly dance helped me find that core. You know, they say similar to, that, to what Deanna was saying in the last show, right? The body keeps score. It's super, super important for us to heal by moving our bodies. And I really invite you to go back through all of my previous shows, especially the first few that work you and talk you through movements to help you begin the journey to healing. If you're just listening to this first show, I really do invite you put on a sound that is healing to you. It can be music. It can be the sound of waves. If you really come alive with the sound of birdsong, find recordings of that. You can find them for free on YouTube, Spotify, and move to how those movements compel you to move. You can sit still. Remember, the cells in your body, they vibrate and move to sound, irregardless if your physical body is moving. I want you to heal with me. I'm whole now, and I invite you to come and join me in being whole. These last few years have been really tough for our world, and I really want you to join me. Hold my hand. I'm reaching out for you right here, and join me in this. I'm going to ask Jacob to play a video now, and it's just to show you the journey that dance has played in my life and where I am now. Please play that video, Jacob.
your head at We moving in tune, stay in motion Where your heart at, where your head at We got nothing to lose in the open to move yeah hallelujah head under a roof yeah hallelujah be the proof to you you gotta love ya go do what you do oh na 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 fly away up high shot it's a new height shot it want you fly away like you gun in a dash no brakes i'll get it is all in you your intention your mood Go feed your soul To provide your plate with food Where your heart at, where your head at We moving in tune, stay in motion Where your heart at, where your head at We got nothing to lose in the open some parts that were kind of funny I know (laughs) the message though overall was the journey of movement and how that can heal you but also it's not enough just to move it's I urge it's very urgent I urge you it's urgent either way however you want to hear I want you to hear the urgency in my voice if you're not going to therapy there's therapeutic services out there You need to do talking. That's also a form of vibration for your throat. That's movement. Or even if you want to find some free classes on YouTube that help you sing in the privacy of your home, vibrate this part here to help you heal. Do breath work. Uh, Everything that I offer in the Dance to Heal program, you could probably find it for free anywhere on the internet. Really, it's out there. However, it's a lot of time and energy finding it all. Join me in the program right now. You can just go to the app even. Or join me on the program that's launching March 1st. That's a three-week that's a little bit more intensive. You get one more one-on-one time with me. And explore to find the ways that you need to heal, that you know deep, deep down inside that you haven't had help in with yet. We'll do it together, okay? All right, so back to the, the topic at hand. In terms of movement, it's important besides talking it out and moving it out is to understand the lens with which you see the world. So here's the thing. People always, my persona is that I'm bright and cheery. I am now, but in the past, it was kind of like all an act, just so you know. (laughs) True confessions time. Since I was a month old, I've seen the world in shades of gray, mostly black. Yeah, yeah. And I was always, my deep, deep belief was that I wasn't really 
deserving of anything. Anything. That was that was the way I, I understood it. And I want to avoid that feeling of not deserving it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was looking for ways to avoid not deserving it. But then I kept finding ways that would prove that I wasn't deserving it because I was looking for it to avoid it. Does that make sense to you? It sounds very circular, but that's basically the way my one-month-old baby mind was was working. And so it put up this beautiful screen in which way I was seeing. It's like, you know, when you're trying to avoid red hydrants, but you see them everywhere because you're looking out for them to avoid them. Does that make sense? I could give you, I could bore you, I could just go on and on way beyond the length of this podcast to tell you of all the ways it was proven to me that I wasn't deserving because that's what I was trying to avoid and I inadvertently caused it in my life (laughs) and I kept going going into communities that would prove that in the last week after um, I want to tell you about this program I went to dynamic life and it was a program affiliated with the world-class... Hold on, my box. What does it say? Yes, it is the... Let me make sure I say this right. It is the World-Class Speaker Academy. Jay Solder is the originator of it, and it was phenomenal. It's part of why I can speak on this now with no shame, no guilt. I saw the world in black. And it took me a really hard five days because I've, I've been moving towards this of understanding that everything I was seeing the world through was through this lens of a one month old. And then once we got me back to my feeling of safety prior to when that first traumatic event happened, it's really allowed me to let go of a lot of these grudges I've been holding on to all of my life. I could tell you, I could just shoot them all off. I just bore that pain of being betrayed, at least my perception of being betrayed and a reinforcement of that groove in my head that I wasn't deserving. And all these people came forward and I made it happen. And now I can let go of that. And I I want that for you. It is so important to be honest with yourself like I was with me, to trace back to when I was first traumatized. There were other events that happened afterwards, like when when uh, my father immigrated to the States. And when he came, my mother was still working in the city of Taipei, and he had to, uh, when my father left, my mom was going to have her mother-in-law, my father's mother, come to the tai- Taipei to, to take care of my brother and I. And at the last minute... They changed their mind and wouldn't come. So my mother had to ship my brother and I out to the boondocks in in the rural southern part of Taiwan. Shrek country, like Shrek outhouse country, y'all. No electricity at all. And I was there for eight months. Again, eight, magic number. And I was at four and my, my, my brother was two. And I had to take care of him in the morning all the way until the day got dark. And then my job was to shut us up. In the dark one one bed one room barn house in the dark until my grandparents came home. Again, they didn't realize that they were traumatizing me. My parents didn't realize that that was tra- traumatizing me. That just reinforced my one month old baby's belief that I wasn't deserving and I had to be useful to be deserving. You see where I'm getting at? 
I always thought that was a trauma. And then when I was really, really honest with myself, it was actually this this layered trauma from being one month old. Because I can look back on that honestly today and actually forgive my mother, my father, my grandparents for that pain they caused me. I could not have done this before, y'all. And no amount of dancing and movement was helping me feel better. It was the dancing that helped me get to where I am now. And then that realization that I had built this whole life on this belief since I was one month old. There was someone else I heard and a few other people that also had the same experience. They even built up these these filters and views of who they were and what the world was like when they were not even born and in utero in their mother's womb in addition to some people who were who were traumatized at a year old or two years old it's really important we heal on that deeper level and I I welcome you to join me in the world-class speakers academy with Jay Soder or come to dance to heal with me Jenny C. Cohen I am so waiting for you to join us or find another program. Look up any of the instructors in any of my other interviews and begin your healing journey. Don't be out there, okay? And then just I want to end on one last note. You're not alone. Really, there's many of us out there and we're reaching out a hand for you to join us. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other night. And she's an extrovert. She presents as an outgoing person similar to me. And she got very, very low. So low a few days ago. Okay, last week. Last week she got really low. And, um, you know, no one noticed that she wasn't posting. And then she said to me when we were in conversation that she really hasn't been present since the beginning of the month. We're now in February. It's beginning of January is when she looked back and collected all the pearls and realized she was hitting a low. And no one noticed. No one noticed she stopped posting. And then we also have a business mentoring group and she stopped posting in the, in the chat group. And no one noticed. And, and later on when I finally had a chance to connect up with her, and, and I said, I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you. And she said, I understand. I understand you're your family and your husband. And I said to her, well, well, how can we set up better safety for you in the future? So we agreed. And I really want you to join me on this. Okay, promise? Are you nodding? Promise? Yes? Good. Put your hand up. Say, I promise. Okay. We set up an emoji thing. And I sent actually some emoji messages to some some closer friends and also some friends that... Um, I want to be there for and I basically said in in the message I know you're busy but I want you to know I'm available to you 24 7 if you need me send me the emoji you're going to send me next that that you would never normally use so I know that it's time to start calling you and making sure you're okay because here the, here's the thing sometimes those of us who are extroverted or even introverted we lose our voice and we can't say, I need help. But you can still use your finger. <laughs> Push that emoji. S- set up an emoji system where you are there for other people and people are there for you. Because I sent out my emoji to everybody that responded to me. And I said, listen, what is your emoji that you normally don't use? That when you emoji me, it lets me know you need someone to be there just to hear you and just to see you. Promise? Put your hand up. Say, I promise. Say it right back to me. I promise, Jenny.
It can be any type of system. It doesn't even have to be an emoji if you don't like phones. Some way of setting up a smoke signal that you're in distress and you need us to be there for you. All right? So until next time, I want to send you love. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I'm so grateful for you and your attention. And I'm healing and I'm waiting for you to heal with me. Join me. All right? Are you ready to move? You be well. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?